Welcome, everybody, to the Nuggets of Gold podcast here with Matt Keimer, and today we have Kyle Murphy on. Uh, Kyle, you want to give yourself a brief introduction? Sure. Uh, I played at Arizona State uh, from 1993 to 97. Then then I came back. I grew grew up in Portland, Oregon, uh, but went to high school in Orange County, California. Came back to Orange County uh, to coach high school football, coached for 15 years. Uh, That stopped in 2016, and now with my training partner, uh, Tom Blazer, we have a personal training business, Five is One Offensive Line Training, where we focus on athletes who are offensive linemen, working on fundamentals and all the aspects that go into playing offensive line. Um, yeah, so we do that on Saturdays and Sundays. And other than that, I just, you know, got a family and hang out with them and, you know, try to keep my wits about me with a eight-year-old and 11-year-old. So. Yeah, so for today's episode, because of Kyle Murphy's background in learning about offensive line, training offensive line, all that, we're going to talk about Trent Williams and the overall 49ers offensive line and how it's going to impact the team this upcoming season. However, before we get started, got to bring up Jamal Adams was traded to the Seahawks, um, and the Seahawks gave up a lot for Jamal Adams. They traded two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and Bradley McDougald, McDougald, and in return, they got Jamal Adams and a fourth rounder. So initially, I, I talked about this a couple weeks ago with Leo Luna on the podcast that, okay, the, the Niners should try to get Jamal Adams. But giving up two first round picks, a third round pick, and a starting safety to upgrade a safety position where you're already going to have to pay the guy, I don't really like using your assets there. I would rather use your assets in the trenches. Look at what the Niners have done on the defensive line. Drafted four defensive linemen in five seasons, an offensive tackle. It just seems like something I wouldn't want them to do. Um, Kyle, what was your kind of thought on the value? I I think, real quick, though, I do understand where the Seahawks are coming from. Pete Carroll's an old coach. They're trying to win. So I applaud them for that. But I wouldn't have wanted the 49ers to pull this trade. No, I I mean, I think if if you're the Niners – right? You don't want to give up two first rounders, right? And as I thought about and read more about the deal, you know, two first rounders, you get those on, you know, rookie contracts, you build your depth, things of that nature. I think if you're the Seahawks, though, and you, their most successful seasons were were with the Legion of Boom, right? And so, to me, they're on a win now basis. And they've, in my opinion, they've never really focused on the offensive line themselves. Like it's been almost an afterthought, right? They, and so Carroll being the defensive minded coach that he is and what you can do with Jamal, not, you know, coverage, rushing, blitzing, all of these different things. I think they're in the mindset, like we got to win now. Like we don't have, we don't have enough time to necessarily develop those first round picks. Let's get a guy that we know can, you know, do a multitude of things and gives us more variety defensively, uh, more schemes to use, more um, coverages, whatever, uh, and try to win now. I, I initially was like, yeah, man, I, I can see why you take Jamal. Uh, I don't know about giving up two first rounders. The more I thought about it, it's, that's a lot, you know, it, it, ultimately 
I think everybody gets what they want, though, to some degree, right? The Jets get rid of Jamal, who doesn't want to play there or didn't want to play there. Um, they get assets in return. The thing that I, the more I thought I put into it, too, is the Jets have traded six, five of six or six of seven of their last first-round picks. I think it's five of six. So giving them two first-rounders, I don't know that for the Jets, that does a lot because they keep <laughs> – getting guys and then getting rid of them. So, you know, when you start looking at all those things, you know, I don't think there's a, you won't know until later on if, you know, who won the trade, but I can see it from both sides. Um, but in a league where depth is such a key component, I think that's where you start really looking at, I don't know if it was a great trade because again, injuries happen, you need depth. And you, and you know, ultimately you need depth at two spots. You really need depth at offensive line and defensive line. Those are, you know, because those are what make you go, right? That's just, it is, it's, yeah. and people can dispute it, but it's, if you have a, you know, a really good offensive line and a really good defensive line, your team's going to be pretty good. I mean, ultimately, you know, you still got to have a quarterback, but you know, quarterback for me, I, I, you know, quarterback, offensive line, defensive line by, you know, edge and then corners really is what you're looking for, right? The more, you can do in the secondary the more guys you have there um then that's you can build from that and i think that's really how the seahawks are looking at it in terms of the nfc west though <laughs> the nfc west is brutal the amount of talent and depth and you know skill that's in that in those four teams is it's impressive yeah i saw i saw a tweet and it said the rams trade for jalen ramsey the Seahawks trade for Jamal Adams, the Cardinals trade for DeAndre Hopkins, and the 49ers trade for Trent Williams. And it was just like, look at all of this top-end talent that just gets added to this division. That was already one of the best divisions in the NFL. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So it's, I mean, it's going to be fun to watch. You know what I mean? It's, and the challenges, you know, of running against Seattle, you know, the schemes of Shanahan versus, you know, the schemes of, of Carroll and their DC as, you know, these things – um, ramp up is going to be fun to watch and I and ultimately if you're Seattle as I you know as we talk and I think about this if you think about Shanahan's system right and what he runs and the motions and you know all all the different for lack of a better word eye candy right you need disciplined athletic dudes who can change direction you know if you're Seattle Jamal Adams makes sense because now you know you're facing the Niners who do multiple things, you know, the Rams who do multiple things. So, you know, you got the, and then you got the Cardinals who have Kyler Murray and DeAndre. Yeah. It's just, it makes, it makes sense from that perspective. If you're trying to win and, and you're going up against those teams, you got to have dudes in the back end. And so I think that's ultimately what they're thinking is, as you said, win now, right? We can develop mm -hmm. that talent, but we need to win now. I mean, Russell, you got to take advantage of, of Russ. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I also one, understand. I also understand. Like, if you pay Jamal, like you're taking away assets from Russ. So it's uh, that's why I'm glad I'm a fan and I can just watch and I'm not a GM. Yeah, I I definitely under totally understand the move for the Seahawks. And a lot of people were like really trying to like knock them, like, oh, they got destroyed in this trade by value. It's like, okay, let's take it back. Like, let's look in three years and see what those two first round picks turn into because right. more likely than not, Jamal Adams is going to be better than both of them and probably much better than both of them. So I don't really have a problem for it for the Seahawks for the Niners, just because of some of the, the tightness in their cap, they have a ton of impending free agents next year. 
I wouldn't have wanted them to do it. And For I think sure. that that's why they didn't do it. And I, I heard that think... they. I heard that they yeah. did offer them a deal, and it was just they weren't willing to go that high. So I don't think they're in a place too where they, you know, it's it's uber necessary for them to get a Jamal Adams, right? Yeah. They've, you know, they've got veterans. They've got you know Sherm, who's you know smart and passing down knowledge. You know, and those guys are developing, and I think that's part of it too, right? Is that the Niners have a mix of of guys that they're developing, and they want to kind of keep that continuity. And that's not to say Jamal would have you know ruined that. It just, you know, you don't necessarily want to build that. And as you said, you've got tight cap space, um, you know, so you want to make sure you're doing, you want talent, but you can't do it at the expense of your whole team. And ultimately, to kind of finish it off, it, it you know, people saying Seattle got killed, not if, Seattle, if that's what Seattle wanted, yeah, right? If that's what you want, then you're happy with it. You know, and people may say, oh, you shouldn't have done it. Okay. You know, it's, I shouldn't have bought that car. You shouldn't have bought that house. If I'm happy and, and I'm able to quote unquote afford it, then let's do it. Yeah. Um, real quick. My favorite part about this trade is that two times a year, maybe three, if there's a playoff matchup, we get to watch George Kittle versus Jamal Adams. That will be exciting. Um, yeah, absolutely. I love when George Kittle matches up against good linebackers, good safeties. He always really seems to bring it, especially in those games. So I'm super excited for that. Um, yeah, the matchups in the in the chess game that will be happening, you know, with Seattle and 49ers or, you know, the Rams, it's just going to be a lot of fun, right? And if you really love football, you know, you start breaking those things down or watching them and, and looking at matchups, like you said, Jamal and George or the offensive line and defensive line, things like that. So – um, it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. All right. So without further ado, let's get into Mr. Trent Williams. This draft weekend, I believe it was on Sunday that, or sorry, Saturday that they traded for him. And they gave up a fifth round pick in last year's draft and a third round pick in the upcoming draft. So very little for the former number four overall pick. Um, and before we kind of talk about him, I just wanted to bring up Trent Williams ran a 4.81 at the combine, which is 97th percentile in speed, and he's six foot five, 320 pounds. So yeah. one of the most outstanding just physical talents in the NFL. Absolutely. I mean, when he's healthy, he's a you know he's a top five tackle, and I think that's ultimately where people have had the issue is that he hasn't been healthy, right? And he sat out last year, you know, health and the situation with Washington and all of that. Um, However, he's 32, I believe. And if mm -hmm. he's fully healthy, you know, you're replacing Staley with Trent. So it's twofold. You get an experienced offensive line who's uber talented, right? But you also get you, – you don't lose the, um, the veteran leadership that you had with Joe, right? Joe and, you know, McGlinchey, from everything that I saw, became really close, you know, really tight. Um, and I think you'll see, and I'm sure that's going to happen with the Niners uh, and Trent as well. It's just, he's, when you have veteran leadership, guys who understand, you know, how to prep for, for games, you know, how to break film down, how to you know, understand your opponent, and then how to apply that on the field, there's no uh, substitute for that, right? And so even if you, you know, he's, he's not as talented, obviously, or as athletic as he was when he came out of college right injuries you just it's just not possible however if he's healthy and he is uh and he stays healthy he's a top five 
you know, left tackle in the league and, you know, being able to replace Staley with him, you know, you can keep doing what you're doing and keep focusing on the run game, right? Which is what Shanahan really does. You know, it's not about the passing game. Everything's about the run game. Um, and you need, you know, really good offensive linemen to do that. And under Shanahan's scheme, he really does a great job of creating angles and leverage for offensive linemen, which just is enhanced when you have someone as athletic as Trent, right? You can do, you know, maybe a few more things because of his ability to get to the second level, to get out in open space. You know, those are, those are not easy things for big fellows. Um, and he, the way he does it when he's healthy, you know, he just moves, it, it just looks pretty effortless, effortless. Um, and so it provides you, you know, just more options when you have guys that are that skilled uh, playing offensive line. Yeah, I saw I saw a, clip, a couple of clips of him a while back when he was playing. I think this was in Alex Smith was a starter, so this is probably 2018 um, on Washington, and he's going against Chandler Jones, and he is just handling him every single play. And Chandler Jones, I would argue that he might right now he might be the best pass rusher in the league. I know that a lot of people don't like that kind of opinion. I, mean, I, I don't know. I think it's, I mean, look, you could, you could absolutely make the argument for him. You know, mm -hmm. statistically, you can make the argument for Cam Jordan. You can make the argument. I mean, like, there's just dudes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you need guys who can block those guys, right? The Chandler Joneses, the, the Cam Jordans, the, you know, all these guys, clownies coming off the, like, those are dudes, you know? And so, you need guys who can one-on-one, -on -one, you know, win more often than not. And Trent can do that. I mean, absolutely. Um, again, I think the biggest thing for him is just going to be about health. Is he healthy? And my yeah. guess is, is he is because he hasn't played and, you know, hasn't really done any football for, you know, it's over a year, right, in terms of the banging. I know he's yeah. been training and, and getting healthy and, you know, taking care of his body and all that. Just – you know, so you come back in and you're renewed, you're refreshed, you feel better, right? You, you're more confident because you feel better because you're not all banged up. And now all of a sudden, you know, a confident Trent Williams, a healthy Trent Williams at 32. Yeah, I'll take that. You know, I mean, even if you get two years, right? 34, maybe 35. I mean, look what Jay, how long Jason Peter, Peters has played. Um, I mean, it's not, it's doable again. And I keep repeating myself for him. It's going to be about his health. Mm -hmm. right and how healthy he is but in terms of the 49ers getting him great move I think yeah the thing that I'm really excited for is you've had a guy like Trent Williams playing in Washington I mean maybe he kind of competed that one year with RG3 however they got knocked out in the first round just not much meaningful football has been played by Trent Williams and um let's change that let's I would say not uh Mean, uh, there hasn't been a lot of playoff football because it's, go, all meaningful. it's all meaningful. Um, I would just, but I agree with you in that he hasn't had, he hasn't had the opportunities to, to really go after a Super Bowl, to really yeah. make a playoff run. I, I 100%. And look, you moving, right? Whether you move states or you move jobs, there is a, you know, a sense of renewed. And with everything that's going on in Washington and everything that went on with him, I got to believe, you know, just getting away from it, is, you know, is a weight off his shoulders. Just, oh, right. I can breathe. Let's move on. Right. And yeah. And then all of a sudden you're excited. 
oh, look what the Niners have done. Look what Shanahan's doing. Look what they're building, you know, or, or have built and continue to, to build on. So, yeah, I, you know, those things matter. And just, I imagine he feels just refreshed mentally, like just yeah. to get away from the toxic situation that is, quote, the Washington football team. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think we'll pay dividends for the Niners, right? And then again, like I said at the beginning, he gets to pass down all that knowledge, right? They get to share and, and you know, you get to learn from Joe Staley and then Trent Williams. Sign me up. I'm, I'm all about that. You know, and, and Richburg too. You know, it's not like, you know, Richburg isn't, you know, a vet as well, you know, who continues to get better. It's just about health. Everything's yeah. about health on the offensive line, honestly. Yeah, and this uh, year in particular, too, because I yeah. know that I believe in the lockout season, there was three times as many season-ending injuries in training camp. So yeah. it's, it's inevitable because you just haven't – there's no way to, to truly train everything for your body like because you can't bang. Right? It's not like hoops where you can go out and just you know, shoot jumpers and, and all of that. You can do all the training like we do, but ultimately you still have to bang. Right? You still have to hit. And so, yeah, it, it'll be, you know, and Richburg has had some injuries, right? He finished last year with an injury. You know, Trent has had injuries. So the best thing for an offensive lineman is all five guys can play together. The more five guys can, the same five starters play together, the better your offensive line will be because then you become – you just you play as one, right? You don't have to. You know how the other plays. You know what calls they're going to make. You know you're on the same page. You know that's how it was for me when I played in college. My second year, my my junior year was the um, second year I got to start with the same five guys, and that was our best season. You know, and and in part because of those things. So um, that will be a key too, right? With not being able to get together as much as in normal. Uh, or normally, you know, how quickly they can gel as a unit um, will be uh, as, as important as the health. Yeah, one thing that's good about that is at left guard, they have Lincoln Tomlinson started all, all of last season. Center, Weston Richburg, he did get hurt, missed some games, but he's been their starter for the last couple seasons. Um, same with Mike McGlinchey at right tackle. Um, the only position where there's kind of a battle is at right guard, Daniel Brunskill, Tom Compton, and fifth-round rookie, Colton McKivich. And those guys, or at least right guard, has kind of been a revolving door in the Shanahan-Lynch era. But three starters coming back, I think that will help that gelling process. Of course, these guys got to get – they got to play together. They got to be a unit. But it is good that there's not like, oh, four, four new offensive linemen starting in different spots. For sure. And look, whoever is the right guard is going to have two veterans, you know, two really good guys next to him, right? You have Richburg and you have McGlinchey, as you said. So that's going to help. Um, you know, a little bit different situation. But if you remember, you know, when the Rams got Whitworth and Sullivan, right? Yeah. Saffold's, how much better did, you know, Saffold play? He played much better, right? He, and, and it's because you are confident with the guy to your left, you're confident with your guy to the right. You know what they're going to do. They're helping you out. Like it's just, it's all about confidence, right? And when you play with really good dudes who are willing to help and 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 help grow your game, you know you'll you'll be okay. And and you're right. Ultimately, you would like all five starters back. But if you have two guys, you know, um, surrounding him, that'll make that job, you know, a little bit better. But you know, ultimately you can have 10 guys playing really well. If one messes up, then, you know, your play is dead. So 
Um, but it definitely will will help to have Richburg uh, to the left and, and McGlinchey to the right. Yeah, um, and then moving kind of backtracking back to Trent Williams, he was drafted by Shanahan, and I just think this is a fantastic opportunity for him and for Shanahan to kind of, oh, let's get back together. And you talk about that gelling process. Trent's already ran the offense. He's already knows how the scheme works, knows what's expected of him. I think that's a big deal, especially this year when training camp, I mean, I think players are supposed to be coming back next week, but a lot of weird stuff going on. You might have guys coming in and out with coronavirus, but I think that's super, super crucial. So everyone on the offensive line knows exactly what's expected from them from day one. I mean, immediately when Trent Williams was, was traded for, he knows what the scheme is. He understands that. Now, obviously, he has to relearn some things again. He hasn't played in the Shanahan system for a while. But I think that is crucial. Um, and I think it's going to be a fantastic opportunity because Shanahan likes guys that can move. Um, one of my favorite plays of Joe Staley was a couple years ago, and they ran like a pitch. And Staley's like 30 yards down the field just – hitting safeties and stuff a corner wasn't takes that, a corner out of bounds but that was i think that was in harbaugh's offense because that was with alex smith wasn't it that was oh that one as well i know what you're oh, talking okay. about yeah I, that, oh, so that's the one i'm thinking about but you know to your point yes in particularly in this time when you don't get to meet as much right or you're meeting via zoom and and things of like of that nature to un, to know the offense to know what is expected to understand the the terminology that's really the biggest thing understanding the terminology and then you know the the design of the play those two pieces are going to be huge and to your point yeah him trent having played with shanahan and understanding you know again what's expected and and what the ultimate goal of the offense is and what they're trying to achieve and how they're trying to achieve it under having that information will absolutely help yeah i think one of the the big things going into this year is how how similar are the personnel on both sides of the ball and for the 49ers they basically have two new pieces, Brandon Ayuk, rookie wide receiver, and Trent yeah, Williams. I, I know him. <laughs> Arizona State, maybe. <laughs> and so really you only have one guy in Brandon Ayuk actually learning how the offense works because Trent Williams already done it. So I think that is something that people aren't really looking into of, okay, how are guys going to be able to just know what to do right at the beginning of the season? You're going to have some teams that had a lot of turnover, struggling, making a lot of miscues where the 49ers should not be one of those teams by any means. And so. Yeah. yeah for I mean, sorry, I cut you off there a little bit. You're right. Sorry. It's the more you are together, it's, you know, it's the same thing as the offensive line, right? The more those five guys play together, the better they'll be. The more team is together, right? The, the particularly the key pieces, but the more pieces together, the, the, you play with more confidence. It's, it goes, everything will go back to confidence and the more confident you are, the faster you'll play, right? The better you understand the offense, what you're supposed to do, the defense, all of those things. Now you're allowing the athletes to be the athletes, right? Because you put them in a position where they understand the scheme, but now they're, you know, they're not having to think as much. They're able to play together. They, you know, they understand what, what their teammates, the strengths and weaknesses of those and how that fits into the system. And so that's important for the coaches as well, right? The more you understand your players, the more you can put them in positions to be successful. So all of it goes together um, to your, and you're right. The, they, the less pieces you have to replace, 
the better off you should ultimately be for all the reasons we just talked about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited to see Trent Williams in 49er uniform. I'm sure he is too. I've watched some post game or some, I guess, post draft like interviews and stuff of him. And he was just like, so ecstatic about playing on the 49ers. And I mean, I think it's everything. He knows, like you said, he knows Shanahan. He knows, you know, that it's a contender, right? It's a team that has Super Bowl aspirations and can get there. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, now putting it all together. But I, yeah, I mean, if I was him, I'd be excited as hell to be playing one for the 49ers, but two, just to be playing again, right? Like I said, like we've talked about, just getting out of Washington, that's one piece. The other piece is, you know, playing for San Francisco. Yeah. Um, so with, with Trent Williams, I'm really hoping that it's a seamless transition from Joe Staley. Obviously, if they would not have acquired Trent Williams, this would be the biggest question mark on the team. No question. There's no question that this would be the biggest question mark. Because, sure. and even though Joe Staley, he only started in seven games last season, but as a locker room guy, he was the longest tenured 49er. He had been on the team since 2007 um, to an organization that has really been up and down. But Trent Williams, I think this is the best possible thing that the 49ers could have done at the left tackle position is trade for him. And the beauty of it is they didn't have to give up, you know, two first round picks like the Seattle right. Seahawks. <laughs> right. No, they should, and they should be, they should be in a good, a good position. Um, you know, their offensive line as a whole, as we've talked about, is good. You know, McGlinchey's, you know, probably he's a top 10 right tackle, um, particularly, you know, top five in run blocking. Um, Lincoln Tomlinson had a great year last year, you know, it, for Trent, again, in Richburg, it'll be about health and then figuring out what happens in that right guard spot. But they're, they're in a good position to be successful. And again, replacing veteran leadership, you know, with veteran leadership, can't really that's really well done you know what I mean it's just it's it's it was a really good job not just from the talent aspect but from that veteran leadership aspect so it was 49ers I think did a good a really good job yeah absolutely I think um this is about a good spot to wrap it up but I just wanted to thank you one more time Kyle really appreciate yeah, no having problem. you on yeah I had, had a good time had a good conversation um anytime man anytime thank you thank you Thank you.